0: Welcome back to the MarTech
1: Podcast. Today, we're going to continue to discuss the nuances and best practices for modernizing your analytics. Joining us again today is Alex Nunley, who's the Senior Director of Analytics at Panoramic, which is an enterprise SaaS company whose marketing intelligence platform addresses the key pain points marketers experience as a result of today's complex ecosystem of disparate data sources and marketing tools. Panoramic streamlines the cross-channel data collection process, automates data mapping, modeling, visualization, and fosters collaboration amongst teams for faster and smarter decisioning. And yesterday, Alex and I talked about why companies are taking back control and moving their analytics in-house. And today we're going to continue the discussion and talk a little bit about the future of marketing automation. Okay, here's the rest of my conversation with Alex Nunley, Senior Director of Analytics at Panoramic. Alex, welcome back to the MarTech Podcast.
2: Great to be here. Thanks for having me.
1: Pleasure to have you back on the show. Yesterday, we talked about how companies are using Panoramic and similar products to essentially take control of their analytics again, instead of relying on your agencies to do deep analysis, to merge all your data together and potentially risk having them walk away with your data if you don't continue to work with them, companies are starting to centralize and automate the process of data collection and even analysis. I think that there's a next step that we can take in terms of not only being able to collect our data to make sure that it's clean, to make sure that the reporting is accurate, and even to get insights, but also to make it operational. Talk to me about how you're seeing companies take the conclusions and automate the process that actually has a business impact for marketers.
2: Well, that's a great question. You know, Like we talked about yesterday, an insight that's not acted upon is quite valueless. So it's key that as a company scales up its analytics, it has to scale up the operations that are taking actions based on the analytics. So whether it's adapting and optimizing creative based on A-B testing and the insights derived therefrom, or optimizing day-to-day the bids and spend allocations across platforms, across audiences based on relative performance, we've seen companies really need to optimize the way that they're planning and structuring their execution, which often is resulting in workflow automation within the realm of execution of the actions, whether it's bid reallocation, targeting and audience plan, restructuring and creative strategy shifts and pivots. Whereas Panoramic really aims to automate that kind of insights and help with the decisioning. There is, I think, more and more automation within the execution realm, and teams having to work closer and closer together and develop new ways to plan
1: I think there's two ways to think about this, and I've seen a host of tools that are mostly around marketing automation on the paid search and performance marketing side, where they are tools that will automatically manage your bids, right? As the platforms start to get smarter and understand what your objectives are, they're a little bit better at finding and serving the ads to the right person at the right place at the right time. And basically, these platforms just serve as guidelines to say whether you should manage your bids or prioritize one piece of creative versus another. And on the flip side, there's the idea of what message do I send at the other time? That to me is more traditional marketing automation when you think about your growth marketing tactics, your nurture campaigns. How are you seeing the analysis that people are doing from the data sources that they use and put into Panoramic that affect performance marketing? And on the flip side, are people able to start building marketing automation campaigns and try to drive more organic growth as well?
2: Well, and I think you're absolutely right that more and more people are relying on algorithms and putting their trust in AI and other types of machine learning in order to dictate the direction that their campaigns are taking. I think you pointed out the three key pillars of a media campaign strategy for a marketer are like your media mix, where am I putting my money? What platforms and publishers and when am I putting that money places? There's the audience, who is seeing my content? And then the creative, what is the content? So making shifts and pulling those levers is more and more being taken based on optimization algorithms, which are using you know smart scores or other types of multi-metric trained algorithms that by being able to take into account so much more data at once, can make what you would assume to be more informed decisions on behalf of the media team. Which is risky because if you have your media team putting too much faith in the algorithm, they'll lose the opportunity to contribute the intuition and human intelligence that they're bringing to the table. And oftentimes, depending on what you're optimizing for, it'll put blinders on the strategic decisions where the algorithm can only really focus on optimizing towards one thing, whether that's a conversion event or other types of metrics in the upper funnel. And then that will sometimes be self-defeating, depending on what you're trying to accomplish. So just to zoom out, there's increased reliance on algorithms for decisions, and then the automation of actions taken there based thereon. So there's this set it and forget it strategy, which can be risky, but can be very fruitful as well.
1: So give me an example of someone who's doing this well. Are there companies that you can think of that are automating their data aggregation and analysis and then playing that into marketing automation that's actually having a business impact?
2: I think three key areas we're seeing companies really evolve along these lines and get better and better at maximizing their use of data. You have, like I mentioned yesterday, the theatrical space and entertainment is so unique in how short the funnels are and how high the spend is. So there's a lot of responsibility and accountability when it comes to making smart use of the data. And it's also very difficult because a lot of the conversions are offline since so many tickets are bought in person. So whereas some D2C companies will be able to optimize based on measured conversion pixel events, theatrical marketer has to think much more holistically and understand their campaigns from more angles and look at different points of optimization. So I see theatrical clients, given that increased pressure, are optimizing a lot of the execution pretty efficiently, whether that's working with tech-enabled agencies or taking components of the execution in-house. I think also growth clients we're seeing also really leaning in to some of this automation They're often focused really heavily on SEO, landing page optimization, as well as creative testing as they're trying to understand how the market's reacting to their brand and how to really start off on a firm footing as they grow their business. And also, often the growth clients will have less capital to invest in having individuals and humans carrying out these tasks.
1: By that, you mean the growth capital companies have less money and more college kids that are working to stay up all night running tests.
2: Yeah, whether they're college kids or any other professional, it's just that um, smaller headcount increases the need for automation. So, you know, it's very high risk, high reward where you're trying a lot of things at once and seeing what works, but you have fewer people to help carry that out. So, I think growth clients, it's another place we're seeing that. And then I mentioned earlier, G2C companies, I think often given the ability to optimize towards very specific events. And the ability to track very specific user journeys, given all of it is online, they're really positioned for success when it comes to automating all of it, because there's no uncertainty, right? It's very easy to measure performance of campaigns and optimize towards specific events. So I think areas where LTV is easier to measure, you see more and more automation of that execution.
1: Time for a one-minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X.co. co. So tell me, where does the automation process start? If you can go through the aggregation of your data, you can go through the analysis, you build all your reports, and now you're feeding that information directly into a marketing automation service or a performance marketing channel. It seems like we're cutting out the human element of marketing here, which you know is great if you're the CMO and you can just turn the machine on once it's built, but it also creates risk for marketers just as a whole and how many jobs are going to be in the industry Are we looking at a point where we're going to see marketing automation take over and be so advanced that there is need for less marketers? Or is there always going to be a purpose for a human hand guiding the campaigns? I
2: think there'll always be a need for a human hand and that creative input that individuals can provide. I think a key thing to remember about artificial intelligence and any algorithms that are driving decisions and automation is it is artificial. And that is risky because they're always going to be based off of assumptions in the past. The algorithms are going to rely on a fundamental idea that the future is going to resemble the past. However, we know that day to day, we see that assumptions can be reversed and things change. And you need a human to be able to measure and understand the changes, the impact that those changes are going to have on strategic frameworks. And an algorithm itself is not really going to be able to understand changing landscapes as well as the ability to see the whole that's greater than the sum of the parts. So you'll always need, I think, humans.
1: Well, that's refreshing and good to hear.
2: (laughs) No, yeah, it's job security for me.
1: In fairness, it's one of the reasons why I transitioned to being a podcaster. So when the marketing automation takes over, I don't know how great their voices are going to be. So I'm just going to (laughs) go this direction.
2: Yeah, I don't think Siri would have a good podcast.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. The last question I have for you is you think about the future of marketing automation as we're getting more sophisticated, assuming that us humans are still involved in actually running the campaigns and making some decisions. What's the next big step you see? We're getting to the point where you can automate your analysis, automate your analytics, and feed that directly into a marketing automation tool. What's the next step?
2: Well, I think the next step is really to focus on and preserving and amplifying the human element of marketing. Because as marketers, we are marketing to other humans. So I think the ability to automate the more mechanical and repetitive features of marketing will allow marketing teams to be much more creative when it comes to adjusting their messaging and creative strategies and what content they're delivering. So I think everyone is going to have to become more creative and lean into those things that only humans can provide, where AI is going to fail us. So I think, yeah, marketing will just become more human.
1: The irony of this is we made this massive generational shift from, you know, the mad men era of marketing where everything was about creative and no analytics. And then, you know, now we have data-driven marketing and now it's starting to be automated so we can get all the way back to just being creative again. What is old is becoming new again.
2: Absolutely. Yeah, no, it's fascinating to see kind of history closing in on itself there. And, you know, I think an analytics and decision framework is only as good as the creative ideas you put into it. And, you know, from nothing comes nothing. So I think making sure that you have creative individuals engaged in your organization is going to be the key to evolving along with the automation.
1: Well, Alex, I appreciate you coming on the show. Congratulations on being on your first podcast. And thanks for being our guest.
2: Thank you so much for
1: having me. All right. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks to Alex Nunley, Senior Director of Analytics at Panoramic, for joining us. If you'd like to learn more about Alex, you can click on the link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can send him a tweet. His company's handle is, Panoram- is Panoramic HQ. That's P A N O R A M I C H Q. Or you could visit his company's website, which is PanoramicHQ.com. Just one link in our show notes that I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes, the contact information for our guests. You can sign up for our once a week newsletter. You can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D on LinkedIn and on Twitter and on Instagram and on Facebook. Or you can reach out to me directly. My handle is BenJ.